دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی خاطر روی زمین گشت سردار آسمون به توی دروازه سردار آسمون گل به نام آسمون به برای ایران بزنه کریم اصلی فر به نام یزدان بخشنده و مهبان سلام به شما هموطن عزیزم عاشقان فوتبال در سرزمینم ایران فضای پشت مدافعین بلغارستان بازگشت ایلیا گروف ضربه سر او به اشتباه حالا فرصت این پاس و گل اول ایران به حالا دروازه رو باز میکنه اونجا محبی پسر بوشهری فوتبال ایران نشون داد ده چقدر بهش میاد این صحنه کار خوب پورالی گنجیست تعقیب توپ یوزهای ایرانی سامان قدوس سازنده گل ایران اینجا توپو بهش دادن این پاس خوب و این سر و گل اول و حالا خروج بیران وند و گرفتن تو 19 دقیقه پرتاب دست علی رزا بیران وند امضای خاص او بیران وند احساس ناراحتی میکنه یه لحظه اشتباه کردن فرصت برای تارمی هست پاس میده حالا محبی دروشو میزنه که توپش به اوت میره و حالا سانتر جهان بخش روی تیره دو یه ضربه سر شجاع خلیل زاده و حالا موقعیت گل برای ایران که تو بیرون زده شد عزت اللهی قدر ندونست این فرصت رو دوباره رسف و این ضربه زمینی تو گرفتنش برای نیازمند خیلی ناز بود علی جهان چه خواهد کرد باهاش و این توپ که موقعیت گل رو برای ایران خلق میکنه ولی تارمی میتونه پاس بده برای همتیمی هاش خود مهدی حالا این کار انجام میده که کسی نبود این توپو قطعش کنه پاس به عقب دیدن با دومینیک یانکوف شوت از راه دور تو پیرو میره ایران اگه میخواد از برتری خودش تیم بازی دفاع بکنه نباید اجازه شوتنی به این راحتی بده از جبهه راست محبی توپو داره ضربهشو میزنه از این زاویه این ضربه و تمام بعد از 45 سال ایران و بلغارستان دومین بار روبروی هم قرار گرفتن این بار ایران We're back, Golbezan. We're back like Saman Goldus. Uh, welcome uh, in uh, if you're listening to us on podcast uh, platforms or watching on YouTube. This is Golbezan. It's been a while since we've uh, all convened. Uh, life gets in the way. Uh, transfer rumors and uncertainty gets in the way. A lot of annoyances uh, along that way. But uh, we're back with you and we're happy to have uh, another episode. Uh, I am uh, Samson Tamajani hosting today's episode for some reason. Uh, I have with me uh, some classics of gold design now. We have uh, Daniel Kayal out of France. Daniel, what's up? Good, thank you. How are you, Samson? All right, excited to get to it, guys. And we also have uh, Pejman Pars wearing uh, his crown jewel on uh, at his shirt. What's up, Pejman? Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, these guys have joined me late in the night on uh, Friday. We appreciate you guys making time uh, to, to join us. Uh, we have a lot to just recap. We're going to try to fit it in a good amount of time, but nonetheless, a lot has happened. First off, uh, Iran's first friendly since uh, a nice little Central Asian friendly tournament, uh, which they got some hardware, which is always nice to see, even if you're playing against some farmers and Uzbeks, right? 
uh, a one nil win over Angola. Harsh. Yeah, I, let's be honest, guys. It's, it's it's been a long week for me. It's been a long summer, especially these this transfer crap that's happened. Um, is a, a, a good one nil victory. Uh, a good performance from Iran. Uh, a great assist from Godus coming from the dead. It seemed it seemed like he, we hadn't seen him in an Iran shirt in forever. Uh, and uh, he gets a great assist to Mohibi. And uh, w- w- there, there's a downside right after that. Uh, Baron Vaughn uh, threw the ball three miles, uh, but in the process looked like he kind of a, a kind of pulled like his groin or something. We, we still haven't heard much confirmation on, on that. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But first off, what's our what's our reaction just from just from this friendly? Finally being able to see uh, Team Italy back in form. They play a UEFA opponent. Uh, Pejman, I'll start with you. I mean, uh, as a Iranian football fan, uh, I don't care which opponent we're playing. It's always nice to see the the first team actually gathered and playing. So for me, uh, I was pleased to to see the uh, Iranian national team and even to play against, uh, as you said, a, a UEFA team. Although we'll get into it, but this is the the, the Bulgarian national team was was something else that I was I was not expecting that. That's not a good thing, is what you're saying. I mean, it's good to play against a European team, but uh, I, I I've seen some of Bulgaria's games, but I think I never seen them seen them and uh, this bad. To be honest, that uh, they made Iran look good rather than Iran made itself look good, in my opinion. Yeah, I I completely agree with uh, Pejman. Uh, I think it was. Nice to play uh, an European team against uh, play- players that are used to to play in competitive leagues, but um, it wasn't uh, when we're looking back at it the the best friendly we we could get. Um, we already in Asia are playing teams um, that ha- are uh, lower uh, in a lower level than us, and when we're getting to the World Cup or playing. Uh, the high stages in the Asian Cup against Japan or South Korea, it's another step. And if during the friendlies we don't play this kind of game, then it will be very, very difficult uh, when we'll be um, during those uh, stages. And, and it's and it's a match in which you want to be able to see how informed uh, key players are, give them some chances. And Iran in, indeed brought the the A the A team minus uh, several uh, players. Uh, we could say for one thing, we would have wanted to see Syed Manish finally back from injury. We wanted him in the World Cup. He was too injured for that. Uh, and now that he's fit, he's called up for international duty for the U23 team for Asian Cup qualifiers. Uh, instead, we see the likes of of I think our, the Olympic qualifiers and the Asian uh, Cup championship. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the the final round for that the, the final tournament yeah. of that is in April. These were the qualifiers for that. Yeah, sorry. not exactly not exactly the highest profile. I mean, I guess you just want to make sure that they qualify. But uh, nonetheless, it would have been nice to see him. But uh, at least he's getting uh, some some time with a national team, I, I guess. Um, but other than that, Mohedi uh, got got a, a good goal. But he he can mainly credit Saman Kodus for that. It was a great hustle play by him. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Pejman? It was. It was. I mean, uh, players make mistakes. 
all the time. It's not that weird, uh, so that's strange. But to, to actually benefit from that and capitalize that, that's uh, maybe the difference between a player with a lot of international or European experience, such as someone. So he was really fast uh, uh, with that in that situation, seeing that the, uh, the defender of Bulgaria made that mistake and also really quickly making that pass to, to Mohebi, who, who was there and just waiting. So I think that that's someone's goal. And it was really impressive how he uh, just understood the situation. Hmm. Should, should we be concerned on the other end of the pitch with uh, Baron Vaughn getting that injury? It looked like he was, he was holding his groin. I wouldn't say hamstring. I think it was more of his groin. Uh, Daniel, do you think we should be concerned that at this point, knowing that it's still about four or five months from the uh, Asian Cup, knowing that uh, they have the likes of Niazman, Alizadeh, Akhbari, uh, the others in goal, should we be that worried? Uh, is Baravan worth worrying that much about right now? Well, um, I, I don't know how bad is his uh, injury, but uh, even if he... He wouldn't get injured uh, since uh, the World Cup and even during the World Cup. I I think uh, he he's not playing the the at the same level he used to play in tw- twenty eighteen uh, when he he showed us a uh, a very good level of football. And and right now even with Kotic, uh, we saw Amir getting more and more minutes uh, uh, during his time and um, Ker- Kerosh trusted him a lot but uh, I, I'm I'm not sure that he's uh, he is right now the number one goalkeeper for Iran I mean it's quite open and I think uh, where for now Amir Ghalinwe didn't call Amir but uh, other goalkeeper goalkeepers uh, could uh, could get a chance and and maybe we can have a surprise during Asian Cup would you agree with that Pejman uh, about the goalkeeping situation Maybe Beran is number one, but uh, the spots or, or like the gap between number one and number two in Iran isn't that big. I mean, uh, Hossein Hosseini did a good job uh, in the World Cup. I don't mind him playing. I've been a fan of Abed Zadeh, but uh, I don't think he should play if he doesn't play any minutes in, in, in Portugal now. Let's see how he does. Niozman, uh, He's a future number one for sure. Maybe this will be his his time to shine and, and have a, a breakthrough. But uh, that that's not the most concerning uh, part of the t- for a national team in my eyes. You want to see them lead by example. You want to see someone have the the reflexes and the I guess timing that that we've seen some goalkeepers have at times. Sometimes Baron Vaughn, sometimes. Uh, I did definitely, definitely in terms of confidence, uh, but leadership. I, I felt like that has sometimes lacked uh, in certain cases. I, I think experience can can and can help develop that. Um, but we there's a need for consistency right now, and Baron Van proved that in a lot of his results in, in the past years. But it doesn't really help when he's smashing his skull or tweaking something whenever he does get a national team shirt back on. So that's, I'd say that's a little concerning. Uh, but in the case of of Thursday and in the case of Tuesday against Angola, you would expect the defense to hold firm uh, enough. Uh, for Ali Ganji, 
uh, got the start. And I don't think we were too, I don't think he was too exposed like we saw back in June. And that was, that was a, a positive because we, we've seen him make some knucklehead mistakes uh, in, in recent months. Uh, but that was, uh, it, it was good to see a, a clean sheet. It was good to see Bulgaria not get too many uh, oh, wide open chances. Now there were a, a few where you'd think, yeah, well, if that was a more of a top team in, in UEFA, they'd probably put that one away. But their best chances really that actually made it to goal were you know, from beyond the, the, the penalty area, which I think is, is a positive uh, on that end. But um, it seemed like, guys, a, another game in which Iran is a superior team and they put one chance away, maybe early or maybe just one that they, they really get a, a break or get some wide open space. And then they have three other chances to make it 3-0, 4-0, and they just kind of whiff on it. The, the assistant referee kind of sucks. It's pretty bad. But nonetheless, it's just another one of those games where you think, yeah, it's nice, but this could have been 3 or 4-0. Do we think we might regret that in future cases? Should this be like a kind of a, a concern, kind of mentality-wise? Like maybe we should be winning these games more if we get these kind of chances, especially with a Champions League striker like Tarami? On one hand, uh, I would say, uh, uh, yes, we should. Of course, we should have uh, win, won this game uh, 2 or 3-0. Uh, but on the other hand, where is our level now? Is it... Uh, is it uh, really good for us to win a three or four zero when we're not playing that well? And as I said before, I think when we will be facing a, a strong opponent, um, uh, respecting uh, Bulgaria for sure. But if we're playing uh, tomorrow, uh, we're playing Japan or South Korea. We won't be. We won't have that many situations. It won't be that easy. Uh, they will score their opportunities, not like Bulgaria, and it will be much harder. Yeah, playing up to the level of your opponent or playing down to the level of your opponent if you're playing against uh, mediocre Middle Eastern or Central Asian teams or something like Bulgaria. I mean, that, that's at least my thought. I don't know if you think anything different, Fejman. I don't know if this is worth worrying about right now. Do you think so? I would be more worried if I was a Bulgarian national team fan. Uh, the, the way they played, I was I was surprised. As I said, they made Iran look good. They make a player like Mustafa Ganji, who I know will get exposed against South Korea, Japan, Saudi Arabia, Australia, even Iraq. Uh, they, they made him look like a really solid defender. So, uh, listen, uh, the good thing that we should take from this game, even if like Bulgaria was was bad, uh, Iran was able to capitalize from that. Iran was like the better team, had more speed, uh, more attacks. So they did what they needed to do to, to win the game. They could have scored maybe one or two more goals, or even as you said, maybe uh, Bulgaria could do the same. So, so I'm happy with the performance of the Iranian national team uh, uh, in this game. We don't get to say that too often, that Iran was the faster team unfortunately uh we don't expect that out of guys uh, necessarily like hashtafi or ezotolahi but i mean they looked pretty okay i would have liked ezotolahi to finish his chance he hasn't scored for the national team in five six years so i mean we would hope for better over that but it, it, again it was you know, with it, it was within like what 48 hours of them just getting together again finally 
so hopefully, you know, they gain some more chemistry and we see that uh, when they play at home against Angola on Tuesday. The uh, big headlines uh, that really uh, brought out just as big a morale boost as you can get maybe from, from Iranian fans in a summer of, of an Iranian player moving to a much bigger named club with an even bigger named coach. That was Sadar Azmoun getting the move, a one-year loan deal to Roma. As you can see from the video that we have up here of him being introduced, there's a little bit of a history with uh, Roma and Iranian fans. Uh, in, in case uh, anyone might be uh, kind of late to the party joining us, Roma a few years ago uh, gained a lot of Iranian fans online. They, they now have, since 2018, I think they have a, uh, a, a Farsi language uh, Twitter account, and uh, I think it—I I think it's safe to say the Iranians in Italy will definitely be uh, be becoming uh, Roma fans now. What what do we make of this transfer? Should we be all, you know, jumping for joy right now, Pejman Daniel? Yes, we should. Yes, we should, because let, let's be honest, we don't know if we actually deserves it coming looking back in his last year in Bayer Leverkusen he had a rough start decent uh, he was okay uh, but like was he okay to to play for a better club which maybe we can say Roma is I don't know uh, hard to say what, what what's positive here positive for me is like a coach like uh, Jose Mourinho uh, it feels like he have handpicked Osmond because uh, they have talked uh, privately uh, before. Uh, Morina have Morina have praised Osmond before, so like it, hopefully uh, Mourinho can get Osmond's best qualities out of him. But we know there's a tough competition with Lukaku, uh, Lukaku, um, Tammy Abraham, um, Belotti, um, one more guy that I don't remember. So, and he won't play in the Europa League. So, hopefully, he will play more minutes uh, in Serie A. But uh, in my opinion, Osmond's, when he's good, he's really good. I mean, I, I consider top 10 uh, in the world with, with, with his head, headers. I think he's really good in the air. But uh, he, when he's, yeah, he can like disappear in games as well. Uh, he can, he's kind of like injury born. Uh, so I'm happy that we got a good Iranian player in a good Italian team with a good coach. I mean, that can hopefully open doors for other Iranians. But he scores yes. when he's fit though, right? He scores when he's fit, Daniel? No, but I, I completely agree with Pejman. Um, it, it is a, a a good transfer. It is a, a chance to play for a club with that much history, with players that play at a very, very high level. Uh, for example, Lukaku, okay, right, right now he's not at his best, but he played at really uh, World Cup semi-final, uh, really good uh, football with Inter and other clubs. Um some we, some good football for Inter. I think some Inter yeah, fans yeah, would yeah. would interrupt you there, but yeah. <laughs> well, Lautaro would have loved uh, Lukaku to come back. So, but and anyway, uh, he he will be playing under Jose Mourinho, as Pejman said, and that is that is really a, 
a big uh, opportunity for him. Um, it is a bit strange because uh, uh, I feel that Osmoon is very well known in European football, uh, more than Taremi. Maybe not now, but from, I mean, in the past few years. But Taremi is playing better and uh, Osmoon is still getting good opportunities without even, I, he's he didn't play good in for uh, Leverkusen, but he got a uh, um, a call from Jose Mourinho, and he wanted, as as you said, he picked him up, and and that is crazy. I think Osmoon uh, really enjoyed uh, being called up uh, by uh, Jose Mourinho and uh, and having the opportunity to play for a club with that much history. Um, I fear for the competition because he's not the kind of player that loves competition with all a lot of strikers and etc. But I think he can make something if if he's staying fit. He can uh, he can do a great season. Um, he has the qualities. That's not the point, but uh, it's his mentality. I, I hope that he will be uh, he will be strong uh, and he will uh, do everything to to be uh, the first team in the in the starting lineup. We'll find out a lot more when he gets those minutes because we haven't really seen him in action. He hasn't gotten those minutes yet. He's still recovering from that injury that he with had uh with Leverkusen uh but when we do see him and, and by the way guys uh with, with all our uh, listeners and viewers uh just don't ask us for where to find the the uh, the, the kit online I'm still looking myself it, it hasn't been made available yet uh unless someone uh has, is making some fakes in the in the bazaars of Tehran <laughs> should we be more excited for him it, it, above anyone else in Europe with this news uh, there are several other changes that uh, th that we'll get to it, uh, about this transfer window. But uh, considering Tarami did not get a move to AC Milan like he wanted, like we think he wanted, uh, should we then just put most of our attention to Osmoon uh, this, this, uh, this coming autumn leading into the Asian Cup, hoping that he does play in the Asian Cup? Yes, I believe so, because there haven't been any more major changes as you said Tarmi stayed in Porto I think they know what they can get of him and he know what's what to do in Portugal so the expectations are high but still it's like the same saying I've been there for five years now uh, while Osmoon is breaking ground for Iranian players uh, he is like the, the first Iranian uh, forward attacker in uh, in Serie A if okay uh, we had uh, I think yeah, Ali Somere who played like Two minutes for Perugia or something like that. So I don't know how much we, we can we can count on that. But this is something new. This is someone that they actually believe in. So yeah, to, uh, Osmoon's move to Italy is one of the biggest in Iranian transfer history, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, it would have been topped, I think. By <laughs> I think it's safe to say it would have been topped by Tarami moving to AC Milan. Um, is this concerning for Tarami, knowing that he didn't get this move? Uh, he hasn't exactly played inspired for Porto in the meantime, and he didn't exactly look uh, as hungry as or, or executing as well as we had hoped against Bulgaria. We'll see in the Angola match, but should we be concerned for Tarami, Daniel? Well, he's a human being, so it's normal that he's been um, affected by it, but um Tarami is a very serious and player and has a 
great mentality. I think he will overcome, uh, overstep this uh, this uh, obstacle. And uh, it's normal that he's been disappointed. I mean, he was so close to be to to go to the second most title in UCL uh, uh, club. So, so yes, it's a big disappointment, but he will he will uh, he will overcome it. Should he be getting some new agents? <laughs> Well, we'll see when we're just uh, having one right. agent. Yes. Yeah, that, that was that was a big disappointment to see. It was it was a constant back and forth of oh, he's got some intermediaries, oh, he's got this agent wanting this. Uh Porto wants more. AC Milan doesn't want to pay that. It's Porto's fault. Oh, the intermediaries, they want a higher fee. Uh I'm just thinking, why do we have this? What why do we have this mess that keeps us from getting nice things as an as an Iranian football fan base. Why do we have this happen when it can be as simple as he scored 30 goals or more in the last year? He scored the one of the greatest goals in recent Champions League history, an amazing bicycle kick. He is by far the offensive star now for for a major club of Porto. And yet no one wants to bother with this mess after seeing what happened in AC Milan. It, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's really shameful because he could he could acquire so much more attention. He could, I, you know, the 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 not the non East Asian version of Asian football of representing that, like how Son does for Korea. Tarami should be that. He kind of is that but it, it we're not really seeing that on on a large scale at, at least in in Europe that that's that's my take on it the other almost as big news uh that that attracted our attention over this summer uh was was recently uh Saman Kodus the man of the match of the last uh, friendly he chose to uh keep his number one bench warmer place in Brentford am i being harsh about that guys should we be excited that he's choosing to stay with the premier league team Daniel? Well, um, regarding uh, uh, his opportunities after uh, contract expiring, I think it's not a bad option. Uh, we didn't see any uh, any good uh, good transfer. I mean, any good contract. So seems uh, seems that it's not a bad comeback. But we'll see if he if he will give he will be given uh, any minutes in um, Premier League. Uh, Brentford is a good club, so I know that he will stay fit there. That he will be ready to to play. He will play with uh, players that are used to playing Premier League, the best uh, championship in the world. So it's not a bad move. Pejma, I know I'm, you have to not a funny move. Yeah, Pejma, I know you have to to run in a little bit. Uh, real quick, uh, do you agree on that? You, you you seem to know a little bit more about someone than than most people. Yeah, but nothing about this transfer, to be honest. Uh, but I, I must say, I'm kind of like disappointed on his agents, probably. Like, they knew this situation for like, even probably long before that it became official that he's leaving. So like, how how could it take three, four months and nothing have been accepted or there's, there haven't been any offers? I mean, what have happened here that's, that's made him go back to his club uh, when he was even a free agent, you know, so I don't know. I, I think that the agent agents should, and they probably have done all they can do. But in if they in like in three months 
haven't been able to find a single club for him that's like on his level it's a bit concerning for for me and yeah at least we can say he played well in the friendly game uh, returning to the iran national team we'll see if that uh, maybe uh, helps his case maybe to get more playing time and brentford uh, another transfer that happened or lack of transfer that happened kind of following that same theme uh was Ma- majid hosseini uh a, a very relied upon uh, sweeper for Team Italy, staying at Turkish Super League side Kayserispor, despite being out of contract, he chose to stay, and he seems to like where he's at. Uh, we're gonna let a cameo appearance by Arya come in and uh, and share his thoughts with that. Uh, hi everyone. Uh, obviously, I'm not on the podcast today, uh, but I'm glad to see that uh, the boys are recording an episode uh, it's been a while since we've had a podcast out so hopefully you guys enjoy it uh, just to have a couple of my thoughts uh, as i couldn't be on um regarding majid hosseini uh, his transfer uh, was um, likely uh, because obviously he was out of contract with kaiseri sport but of course uh, he decided to uh, re-sign uh, with the club and um yeah he's uh, joining them um on a on a bigger contract than he was on before uh, he's going to be making a lot more money uh, so from a financial perspective it's better for him he had offers from a few different clubs uh, specifically uh, Mets in, in France uh, as one but didn't really uh, have the same uh, kind of i would say financial offer than he would have got in, in Turkey with Kaiserspor and also clubs in uh, in Qatar and Saudi Arabia were of course interested in him but he chose to stay in, in Turkey. So that that was really it and I think one of the main reasons why he didn't have the offers which is probably what everyone's kind of um, I think more concerned about is because well he, he didn't have a great uh, season when it came to the second half of the season after the World Cup. He didn't play so well for Kaiserspor. Uh, obviously had a couple of injuries as well and simply the offers didn't come in uh, the ones that he was hoping for uh, so he decided to stay at the club talking on uh Syed Manesh uh, we're gonna also hear from Arya about this in a few seconds uh, but he uh, by another crazy look of the draw with another trend of Iranians being rumored from seemed like ages of making a move uh, did not make a move uh he is also staying at whole city he's just now being fit he just played for the u23 team and he's staying at whole city in the championship in england here's what uh aria had to uh tell us about that and with regards to alahir sayad manesh uh, again uh, a player who had injuries last season um didn't make the World Cup, of course, with the big injury, and he had another injury after the World Cup. Uh, but of course, um, he was still expected to be a key player for Hull City in, in a championship this season coming up. Um, he had been spoken to by coaching staff when they were in uh, inter- when they were on a pre-season uh, tour in Turkey. Uh, they played against Galatasaray, got an assist. Uh, the coaches out there in Hull City had mentioned to him that you know he would be a, a key player for them considering his pace out wide 
and they were trying to utilize his pace in, in wide areas so I think there was a moment where he was almost guaranteed a starting position for the for the upcoming season but then all of a sudden um, they made a couple of signings uh, Scott Twine had uh, come in and they just chose to to go a different way and and Alayar wasn't part of the plans anymore for for very very within a couple of weeks he was not part of the plans and for him he was obviously frustrated as a result which would be I think when you've been told one thing and then all of a sudden now you're told something else and then after that he got an injury uh, to his calf uh, during preseason training which didn't help and I think he was looking for a move. Potentially going to America, Colorado Rapids were very keen on getting him. They've been keen on getting him for a number of years. Of course, uh, Stephen Betashur, our good friend, plays for Colorado Rapids, and uh, uh, it was almost going to be his teammate, but it didn't work out. Uh, they ha he had an injury, as I mentioned, and I think in the end, uh, Colorado just chose to not go ahead with the deal uh, to take him to the MLS, and so he's going to stay in, in Hull City, of course, uh, for the duration of season or he may leave again in January we shall see how that goes um, there were rumors from Iranian media Varzish Sim trying to say that he was going to sign for a Premier League team it's not true I don't know how that could even happen for a guy who didn't even play last season uh, so yeah besides that he's playing at Hull City uh, this season hopefully he will uh, play more games he played against Leicester City last weekend uh, for about five or so minutes He's going to be part of the U23 squad, of course, this month. Uh, he just scored a goal uh, recently as well for the team. So ho hopefully as the season progresses, he will get more playing time and, and get back into the starting lineup. Other than that, I uh, appreciate everyone for listening and supporting our work. And hopefully I'll be back on soon. Uh, take care. Cheers. Daniel, what do you what do you make about those? These these This trend of, of guys just staying where they're at, is that... A good move for before the Asian Cup. We got Hosseini staying where he's at, Salman staying where he's at, now Syed Manis staying where he's at. Will this will this be maybe consistency that's good for us in in, in January? Is, do you get a feeling of that, or just we'll just have to wait and see? Well, it, it, only time will tell. Uh, it will depend on uh, on what uh, what the next months will give. Uh, Will give them, for example, if someone is getting more minutes in Premier League and uh, playing good football, then he will maybe uh, have a, a better uh, uh, spot uh, regarding uh, Thomas Frank. And on the on the other side, Majid, if he's playing, he's not getting injured, playing a lot uh, for uh, Kayseri Sport, um, he could finally get a, a transfer to uh, an a West European club. I think it's the next step for him. He played uh, in Iran, in Turkey, and I, I think it's the, the time to to move on. It is a bit disappointing that he's staying because I think he's a, a player with a um, talent and some uh, some space. Yeah, he has has still uh, he can progress a, a lot still, but uh, yes, this trans this I mean him staying there. Does not helping uh, progress a lot, so he'll need to to do a lot of individual work to 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 improve and uh, and to to finally have a uh, an Western European move. Yeah, there's the potential, but the question is, is there ambition? And as Arya uh, touched a, a little bit upon it, it, 
we see this in so many Iranian players is about their own personal ambition. It's about if they have the support staff behind them with agents and all that to help make this happen. Uh, and, and I think that will translate to uh, Team Millie's success uh, when, whenever the, that time comes, uh, in this case, in, in January. But, you know, time's running out. That I mean, there has to yeah. be there ha- there has to be some urgency with a lot of these players uh to to be in the best form they as they can if we should expect ourselves to uh get into the finals of the Asian Cup but not just win just get to the finals that that hasn't happened in such a long time uh other notable trans uh transfers uh Ali Holizadeh uh, finally leaving Charleroi after quite some time, going to Lech Poznan. I, I, I don't even know if I said that right, but they're in the Polish league right now. They're uh, kind of the middle of the pack. They're in tenth place. Uh, last time I checked, um, but I think they're playing European football, no? Yeah, yeah and or... is it the Conference League? I, I haven't uh, verified that uh, yet, yes. but yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Mohebi who just scored. Uh, he, he made that move to. Rostov in Russia, which is a good, as as we were talking about in that spaces uh, before the uh, Bulgaria match, it's it's a good footballing move. But with everything going on in Russia, it, it's like, do you really want to be in Russia during all this when you're trying to make that next step in your career? Who's going to be scouting those games? What what Western clubs are are buying tickets to Russia to go scout and scout him? That is he, exactly what I'm asking myself. If he expects to to use that as a stepping stone to a bigger club or does he think that this is the best that he can get so i yeah it's uh it's difficult to say uh i um we we've seen some transfer with uh, russia players going out or going in but um yeah i'm not uh, i mean it's like a, it's very cloudy we, we cannot say if uh, there will be some scouting if there it will be a good opportunity for him or not it's Hopefully, uh, playing well with Iran national team will be will be good for him. And, and that's what we're missing, really, in the World Cup. We're missing the the next spark uh, behind Azmoun and Tarami in the attack. That wasn't Syed Manesh. It, it was, and he got <clears throat> injured. And we'll see if he really returns that back to form. But but that that this there's a lot of uh, disparity, and 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 that's a little worrying. If you if you uh, have Azmoun or Tarami get a knock or aren't available in the World Cup? Where's mm. that next spark coming from? Uh, in, I, in terms I, of I true agree. Uh, strikers. Yes, I agree, and I, I think uh, Mohebi is bringing uh, something different to the team. During World Cup, we had no players with uh, great pace. For example, Mohebi has pace. A lawyer has pace. Um, and having pace is uh, something that we, we lack in our team. Um, and he's bringing that. I think another player that we didn't use in Temeli and he's still playing well is Merdad Mohammadi. Uh, he did really well in Portugal. Um, he's doing okay right now, but he has a lot of pace. And I think we, we, we should use him uh, for national team. We, we lack those kind of players. Uh, and of course, uh, a lawyer, if he's staying fit and, and can uh, can do uh, a full season, uh, then uh, it will be, uh, uh, of course, someone to to pick up and maybe to to play in the starting lineup. Yeah, notable uh, maybe snub from from this uh, from this camp was, as you said, Marthad Mohammadi. The other was Amir Abadzadeh, 
if if I'm not uh, mis mistaken. Uh, yes. He he returned uh, from he returns to uh, Portugal for a club for Maritimo uh, after spending the last couple seasons with Ponte Ridina in uh, in 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 Spain and the Liga Segunda as they as they call it there the second division. Um, is there is there still space? Is there still time for him in this World Cup? The last true chance he really got was. Uh, was kind of whiffing against uh, Korea, letting Sun score from outside the box that went through his hands. Uh, not, not, not to snub uh, Sun. It was a good shot, but it was a very good, savable shot. He hasn't really seen the light of day since then. Uh, is there still? But he's staying in in the Iberian Peninsula. He's staying. He's he's back in Portugal. If he gets those minutes, should he be considered? Uh, for number one in the Asian Cup after completely missing out on playing time to Hossein Hosseini in the World Cup. Do we think he can redeem himself in the, in the coming months? Yes, of course he can. Um, well, going back to Portugal is not a bad move, but uh, the second link, um, I expect better from Amir Abedzadeh. He's a uh, he, he's very well known in Portugal. He's light. He could have maybe find a, a club in the in the first uh, first division uh, he and he has the level for it and uh, but yeah maybe uh, goalkeeper spot are 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 rare so so that's maybe the reason um and about coming back to team Meli, well he he's not called up right now in this uh, in this camp but i think uh, that he has the level and it it has to do a lot with confidence I mean, every uh, high-level um, athletes and 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 yeah, footballers uh, have have a, a lot has to do with mental. But for goalkeepers, I think it's it's the most. And um, if he has confidence, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. He's not the tallest, but he's very good with his feet, and he can give something else. I mean, we're not a team playing with possession, but we're keeping the the ball and, but uh, yeah, he can give something else to Team Meli. So yes, uh, I think if he's playing regularly, good football, he he should be called up. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely agree, uh, Daniel. Uh, as for some things to watch for in the coming days, in the coming weeks, uh, we st still ahead. We still need to get to uh, previewing. Uh, the match against Angola. We'll do that in a minute. But first, I want to uh, mention some things of kind of the what to watch for uh, list. Uh, as we know, as we've mentioned several times, the Asian uh, U23 uh, qualifiers are happening right now. If Iran wins this group uh, with Hong Kong, Uzbekistan, and Afghanistan, uh, they will automatically go to the tournament, which will be in uh, mid-April in Qatar, in which the top three teams from that will qualify for the uh, Olympics in, uh, in in some some terrible city, I think, called Paris. Da Daniel, I don't, I don't know if you know about that place. Um, yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> uh, but it would be nice. It would be nice to have you uh, covering uh, that for us. I, I think we might be able to get you in, uh, get a nice uh, gold bizon presence at the Olympics. That, that would be well, nice. <laughs> well, let's hope that we qualify for it. Um, yeah. 
hasn't happened in a, in a so good, yes good time. first we have to go to the asian cup and then uh, we'll see right uh iran first beat uh hong kong the other day 3-0 uh at the time of this recording haven't yet played afghanistan but uh unless something goes horribly wrong uh that should be a, a win as well in, the, in which case the group would be decided by uh uzbekistan uh the in the game against uzbekistan on tuesday same day as the game against uh angola uh also uh big news happening uh that we'll be watching for this upcoming uh club season is iran and saudi arabia uh, being confirmed by the asian football confederation uh to again playing matches home and home and meaning if the national team uh if the national teams get uh get uh matched together in the final qualification group of the 2026 world cup uh, that means that we will have games in Jeddah or Riyadh, wherever they would be, and we would have games back in Tehran, assuming there is still a stadium to play it at. Uh, and obviously, that also means uh, certain players, uh, meaning uh, Ronaldo, uh, meaning uh, who, am I, who am I missing? What what's a Saudi Benzema, Benzema, uh, Neymar, and Neymar would be playing in Iran. Is is this uh should we necessarily be celebrating this or should we just hope okay now the the, the Iranian teams have to have to represent play well is this is this a good thing? Well, it cannot be a bad thing uh, to have uh, a lot of spotlight uh, uh, on uh, on Iran football. Um, I think Asian football was the comparing to American, South American, African. Or European, of course, uh, it was the the part of the world where football was less watched uh, by uh, by foreigners. Um, for example, in France, we don't at all uh, talk about Asian football. Uh, but right now, um, French TV, I mean French football TV, is showing uh, Saudi Arabia league uh, since uh, this summer. So there is there is a lot of. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they share a lot about the, the Saudi league, uh, Saudi football, and I think it's it's good for Asian football. Uh, will it be good for us? Well, as I said, it, it cannot be bad, but uh, let's hope that our infrastructure, VAR, uh, quality of uh, broadcasting, let's, let's hope that everything will be updated and... Uh, ready because it's not uh, we will be uh, welcoming uh, uh, the some of the best players in the world and it will be a, a shame to to not have a, a, a nice stadium with a nice broadcasting and var and everything yeah, so I, easier said than done though right yeah for them at least yeah 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 I think a lot of people at at home or in the car listening to this will be like, would think, man, that could be Iran in a parallel universe having having a league like that. It's like looking in a parallel universe mirror, uh, considering the the Iran having the superior footballing culture, uh, dating back to the you know mid twentieth century. I mean, this is what Iran could have been, and and we'll get a bit taste of reality when we see these clubs uh, play. Uh, and of course, the Angola match, which is Tuesday at uh, 3 p.m. That's 1500 hours at Central European time, uh, 6 a.m. if you are in uh, the Pacific coast of the U.S. 
So that's uh, 6 a.m. L.A. time, Portland, uh, Vancouver, Canada, wherever you're at. Uh, and 16.30, it's 4.30 in the afternoon, local time in Tehran. Uh, we'll try to have a, a Twitter space uh, before that uh, game happens. We'll try to make that work. Uh, not making any promises, though. Uh, but a little bit about Angola, though, uh, Daniel. Uh, Angola, they are, I, I think, the 27th. If I'm not, if I counted that correctly, 27th ranked team in Africa. Uh, their last match was Thursday. They uh, drew at home, I think, in the African Cup of Nations qualifying against Madagascar. Uh, they defeated Lesotho 4-2. Other than that, they have lost to Mauritius 1-0. They've tied Mozambique. Uh, and in uh, June, beat Central African Republic. And the last notable result was uh, in March, they tied, uh, made a 1-1 draw against Ghana. That's that's the best that we can speak about them. Um, but it should be another game that Iran should win if they stick to plan and uh, there aren't any uh, real surprises there. I mean, anything can happen in these friendlies. Uh, their their best player that I could see plays for Fiorentina in Zola, I, I believe his name is, uh, and a couple other players who play in uh, Serie B, uh, play in uh, other leagues. Uh, I think a player or two plays for Ghent. We'll be talking about that on Tuesday in the space. Uh, what what do you look forward uh, look to in this match against Angola? It's it's the first it's the first match against Angola since uh, I believe a closed door friendly in 2014 before the world cup that ended in a one, one draw. And before that, the uh, embarrassing exit in the 2006 world cup, another one, one draw. So uh, these two games, Bulgaria had never beaten them before only drawn and they beat them have a chance to get a first win ever against Angola. Uh, so yeah, Daniel, what, what, what do you hope from this match? Well, um, it's not the same Angola that we, we played in uh, 2006. Um, they're not qualifying for World Cup anymore. So I think that they're at the same, even lower level than Bulgaria. Um, but now that the friendly schedule and we'll play them, I think it's important that uh, the team uh, improve their, their chemistry. So to feel a really nice lineup. Um, I've liked the lineup seeing uh, someone Rodus. He's a player that uh, with more minutes to Tim Milley can bring really something different. Um, he can create great opportunities and in the past he didn't play a lot. So so I hope that he will have his, his chance and he will take it. Um, regarding the others, other players, I think... <clears throat> Um, Rolinoi played Tarmi up front, that is very good, but uh, I'm still waiting to see how he will deal when Osman will be back and he will have those two strikers uh, fit and ready. So, if he's changing the system, then why play a system that you, you will not uh, continue with <clears throat> in friendlies? Yeah, and and you would hope that he mixes up the lineup a little bit. I mean, there's got to be some, uh, some shaking in the in the lineup to see who fits where and to have some flexibility, give some extra guys a chance. Uh, yeah. To to have some depth, we we need to guarantee ourselves some depth, and uh, we have a few more chances in October and November. But I mean, even in November, those matches are competitive; those are qualifiers. And then, 
I think that's it. Maybe a warm-up match right before the Asian Cup. But these are the matches where we need to see um, some guys make some impressions. Some guys show themselves that they, that they can uh, get a spot, that they can uh, compete for a starting position. We, we had the same very familiar back four excuse me, uh, in the uh, match against uh, Bulgaria, Hajj Safi, um, later replaced uh, M- uh, Milad Mohamadi, played uh, back uh, later, um, Ezotolahi in the middle, Goldus, subbed out for uh, Moghalu, I-, I believe, uh, Jahan Baksh, Tarami up front, um, and Rezaian as the right back. He- Rezaian played the full 90 minutes, uh, him and Pouali Ganji, I-, I believe. So we would hope to see a, a little bit of a different lineup and see who who can really uh, make an impression from there. Um, so, uh, yeah. Daniel, anything else uh, beyond that? No, let's wait and uh, and, and see. Uh, what what time is the game again? It's so is that it is at uh, I believe four thirty Tehran time, uh, and by Pejman's calculations, he said that's uh, three p.m uh in uh, central european time all right so and and uh again we'll we'll provide uh we'll provide you guys uh some uh streaming info on that uh as we get it and nothing's ever a guarantee but it is, it is in iran uh varzest uh, say uh usually has those games if you can stream on on the website and get uh iranian websites but uh otherwise we'll be uh trying to provide that for you and uh yeah and feel free to give us uh, your feedback and, and your questions after the match uh, we'll definitely have an episode right after, and uh, and uh, just follow along uh, at Goldbazan on all social medias, including Threads. That's a new thing that's popping up now. Uh, so we have a Threads as well, uh, Facebook, Twitter, aka X, uh, Instagram, uh, all of that. And uh, please subscribe to us if you've not already. Uh, if you're just now discovering us on YouTube, if you hit that subscribe button, that really helps us out a lot as we continue to grow our program. And uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, for the match on Tuesday. Uh, Benjamin had to leave earlier, but uh, Daniel, I appreciate you uh, uh, joining me uh, on this late night. Thank you very much, Samson. Thank you everyone too for, for listening. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode yeah. of Go Design. Hi, my name is Saman Godus. I'm playing for the Iranian national team and Brentford Football Club. And you are listening to Golbezan podcast.